Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily, Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, first following the show and our YouTube page, 94WIP. We put up radio podcasts often during the week. We appreciate everyone uh, jumping on and subscribing to the channel. Plenty of podcasts, high hopes and go birds and clap your hands and of course some good stuff from the WIP airwaves. So check it out. And Tucker Bagley will join me in a few minutes to uh, to react to really kind of a, I mean, I mean, it's a huge story, the biggest story in the sport of baseball, but in a I think in a major way affects the Phillies, both now and in the future. Of course, that's Shohei Otani signing in, in the press conference yesterday. It's all official. He's holding up the Dodgers uniform, Otani to the Dodgers, which really should surprise none of us. I think for two years, that's felt like a very likely outcome here that he would stay in Southern California and he'd be a Dodger. Now, what did surprise everybody was the, um, the sticker shock of that contract, $700 million, and then obviously the deferrals and some of the details coming out about the contract. But there's there's a lot that, that hits me from how this affects the Phillies. So let's kind of roll through these, both short-term, long-term, how this affects the Phillies in their pursuit of, of being a world champion and their pursuit of winning a World Series with this group they have now and say competitive for the long term. So the number one thing, and I, I know we want to avoid this, we want to pretend this isn't real, and there are some you know, coping mechanisms we could use because it's the sport – that baseball is to where a team like the Arizona Diamondbacks can make the World Series. But this is the reality. The Phillies' road to a championship just got harder. The Phillies' road back to the World Series just got harder. The Los Angeles Dodgers are building a juggernaut, and the structure of this contract in Los Angeles with, with Otani makes it more difficult for the Phillies, as we saw last night with the trade that is, is being finalized as we speak and the extension is being worked out. The Dodgers are going to get Tyler Glass now who's one of the best pitchers in baseball and a dominant force to put in their rotation. And they have a lot of experience handling pitchers that maybe can't go 200 innings, but they give you a hell of 140. And that's kind of what Glass now has been in his career. So I expect that from him. And if they keep him healthy for the playoffs, he's he's exactly what you want on the mound in the playoffs. He's a strikeout machine and a really, really excellent pitcher. So the fact that Otani took all that deferred money, 698 of the, you know, 600 whatever, 680 of the uh, $700 million deferred, he gets $2 million a year, uh, basically, and the rest is deferred. Now, on the luxury tax, it's 46 or so million dollars. It's a big, big number, but it's not 70. And it gives them roughly 24, 25 million a year to, to get another player. And there you go. There's Tyler Glass now. Maybe that is Yamamoto. We'll get to that when it comes to Phillies in a second. But the reality is the Dodgers were already a great team. They were a great team with Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and Will Smith and all their young position players and pitchers they developed over the years that have added to the mix and how smart they are resurrecting veterans like a Jason Hayward or a J.D. Martinez or whoever they bring in year to year, Justin Turner back in the day. So they were going to be good anyway. And I know the last few years have been really disappointing for them. They get knocked out early. They get swept by the Diamondbacks. But the reality is they're going to be in October and they're going to be a force. And I, I believe that Betts, Freeman, Otani is the best one, two, three I've ever seen in a lineup. And I've seen some amazing tops of a lineup in the last 30 years. We all have. I mean, there's been you go back to those Cleveland teams in the 90s, the Mariners with Alex Rodriguez and Ken Griffey Jr. and Edgar Martinez. That was amazing. The Red Sox, when you throw out a guy like Johnny Damon and Manny and Poppy, 
You know, you go to some Yankee teams over the years. Obviously, the Phillies had a, a great trio of offensive players with Jimmy and and Chase and Ryan. Uh, I mean, you could even go to, you know, the Phillies have had some big-time players right now in the lineup with a guy like Bryce Harper leading the way and, and Kyle Schwarber at the top. But this is damn good. I mean, it really is incredible what they have at the top of that Los Angeles lineup. So, number one, the first thing that hits me is the best player in the sport is coming to the National League and adding to a team that's already the best in the regular season. It makes the Phillies' path harder. Second thing it hits me with is for the Phillies, and this is kind of a two-part thing, all roads in my mind need to now lead back to getting better. They're not good enough. And you want to throw at me, hey, Joe, anything could happen in October? Of course anything could happen in October. But you don't go into the season crossing your fingers for October. You go into the season trying to build to be the best you can be to beat the Dodgers and the Braves in October. And the Phillies have beaten the Braves. They haven't had to worry about the Dodgers. I think at some point here, they're going to see the Dodgers in the playoffs. And the way I view it is they need more. And that's why all roads can and hopefully will still lead back to Mike Trout. I haven't let this go. I haven't dropped this because I think when push comes to shove, someone is going to have a moment of clarity out in Anaheim, whether it is Mike Trout, and I'm starting to doubt it's going to be him, whether it's the ownership in front office, I'm starting to think it might be that side, who says, well, what are we doing here? Like, what direction are we really going? In the American League, the, the Rangers just won the World Series within that division. The Astros are going nowhere. So there's two teams clearly above the Angels by accident. It's just like, you know into the season they're better. Seattle has a lot of young pitching, and if they make some smart moves, they will be a playoff contender once again. They've won in the upper 80s two years in a row. I view it as three teams that are well clear of, of Los Angeles. So what are they? And what's the point of the Mike Trout thing other than just to sell some tickets and to say he was here forever? I think at some point the Angels and Trout have a you know a sit-down meeting and realize it's best for both ways to part ways. Now, is that tomorrow? Is it in January? I, I don't know. Is it a year from now? I don't know. Is it, the, is it the trade deadline? Maybe. I believe that day's coming, and the Phillies need to prepare themselves and be ready for that day because I still believe they're missing one more impact piece to put them over the top, to give them a shot to compete with the Braves in the division, and to really give them a shot to say, hey, in a seven-game series, we, we don't just need a little luck to beat the Dodgers. We can actually play with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So it, it leads me back to Trout. Another variation of adding an impact player that's not named Mike Trout is the Yamamoto stuff. I mean, the Yamamoto, Yoshi Yamamoto, the Phillies met with him yesterday, according to John Heyman, John Clark. They're in this. Now, they're one of seven. I saw John Heyman last night at the New York Post put out his odds, and he made his own odds for who's going to get Yamamoto. And I think he had Yankees, Dodgers at two to one. They were the favorites. Uh, Mets were like three to one. Phillies were 20 to one. They were either last or, or second to last, you know, a long shot in this. And I'm not surprised about that. You know, the Phillies have never signed a big time Japanese player. I'd be surprised if they landed Yamamoto. But just the fact that they got the meeting, that they are trying to do this, that they're obviously willing to offer something of significance. You, you can't go to the meeting Yamamoto and then the contract offers like, you know, five years, a hundred million. You have to offer something real to have a chance to get him. It tells me two things. One, they're not comfortable with what they have. And I like that because they shouldn't be comfortable. They need more. And it also tells me Dave Dombrowski's itching to get another star wherever that is, whether that's in the lineup and we go back to the trout thing, whether that's in the rotation, Yamamoto. I still think as time goes on, I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Josh Hader becomes this, this offseason's version of, of Nick Castellanos, like 
hey, it's late January, February. He's still out there. Why don't we just go get this guy and put him in the bullpen? I like that. I do think the Phillies need another impact player. I like that Dave Dombrowski is thinking this way. And you can't have too much big-time pitching. You just can't. I mean, I go back to Dombrowski's days with the Tigers when he assembled that rotation of Verlander and Scherzer, and then he went and got Anibal Sanchez and Doug Fister. I mean, he had four guys that were all-star level pitchers that time, two Hall of Fame kind of guys and then two good ones. And the Phillies, you know, the Yamamoto thing could give them something very similar to that, where you have, you know, Yamamoto and Wheeler would be the top. And then, you know, a good pitcher, very good pitcher in Aranola at times. And then Ranger Suarez would be an incredible number four. So I like that. I like that they're in on Yamamoto. I don't know how the Otani thing impacts. I've read some stuff that says he would love to play with them, um, you know, on the Dodgers which could make this even worse for the Phillies. And then I've seen some stuff saying that he wants to be his own guy. He doesn't want to be in in Otani's shadow with the Dodgers. So maybe he will pick the Yankees. Uh, or maybe he will pick the Mets, even though they have a, another star in Kodai Senga. Maybe he'll come to the Phillies. I don't know. But I'm just glad they're at that meeting trying to get Yamamoto. They need more impact. Fourth thing that hit me, we'll bring Tucker in here in a couple minutes, is the Phillies need to continue and, and really start churning out or continue to, but continue at a higher level, churning out good young players from their farm system because the Braves and Dodgers have really cracked the codes here. I mean, they, they really, in, in a lot of ways, the Braves do it by developing guys and then signing them to such team-friendly deals. And the Dodgers do it by developing enough pitching throughout their organization that they can they know they can fill like, I don't know, 70% of their pitching staff with cheap guys they create from their farm system and they could fill 40% of their lineup the same way. Will Smith and James Outman, Gavin Lux, these kind of guys. And it, it allows both of these teams to have such long runs of success. The Braves keep their guys forever and they're cheap, you know, relatively cheap like Acuna and Albies and Riley and all that. And the Dodgers have created this, in, a, in effect, almost like an NBA thing where it's like stars and scrubs, but their scrubs can play. They develop them to be able to play cheaply. So they can afford Freeman and Betts and Otani and Glassdale and Yamamoto and not be ridiculously over the luxury tax. Like they'll be over, but it's not insane. The Phillies are trying to thread that needle to compete with these teams year in, year out, but they're not developing enough to counteract the balance of, of all the stars they've signed. It, it feels like we've reached that tipping point. I think it's why they haven't gone further in paying guys this offseason and kind of just kind of hanging out where they are. They need more. I mean, they need – Abel and Painter when he gets healthy and Justin Crawford. They need more of these guys to pan out. Stott, I think, is on his way. Ranger's been very good. Maybe Kirkering, but they need more to compete. Last two things, and it's about the contract and it's about money and the future. One, I, I start to wonder now if that deferred money is got to pique the interest of the Phillies. We know they have done a lot over the years now to avoid luxury tax payments and to spread contracts out. Trey Turner, a million years. Bryce Harper, a million years. Makes me wonder if the next big Phillies deal includes deferrals. Ruben Amaro was on the WIP Morning Show yesterday, and he said when he was the GM, they didn't think that was right for them. Maybe it will be right now into the future as a way to smooth out that luxury tax to defer money down the line. And the last thing here, it brings me back to the Bryce Harper thing, which we talked about, and it was talked about a lot on WIP last week, Bryce Harper wanting another contract, which I think is patently ridiculous. But the clause in that contract for Otani, where he is married to the GM and the owner, basically he has an opt-out if Andrew Friedman is ever let go or leaves, 
the Dodgers organization. Uh, that kind of power, I, I had to think there was a message, whether a text message or a phone call between Boris and Harper, because you know, Bryce Harper has a lot of power in this organization, obviously, but that's like next level power. And I do wonder if if that something like that at some point comes into play with the Bryce Harper contract, whether it's money or more power, because that that was unique. That was unlike anything I've ever seen in a baseball contract where a player is tied to a GM. It gives the GM such amazing job security. It's like, you're going to fire me? He leaves. Like, you you lose Otani too. So that stood out. The, the, the Otani contract really changed baseball. It changed next year in the game, the next few years. And it also, I, I think, put the spotlight on the Phillies because, Tucker, I think they have more work to do. Hopefully it's Yamamoto, but – Man, I, we could try to pretend it's you know doesn't matter. It's a short series in the playoffs. The Dodgers are unbelievable now, and they're just going to get better. Yeah, and you know, there's part of me that says, well, you're still competing with the same amount of teams, right? And they aren't competing against the Dodgers for a playoff spot, right? The Dodgers pretty much have the NL West locked up for the next five, six, seven years, based on on how their roster is constructed. Apologies to the the Giants and Padres and everybody else out there, but I, I look at the way their team is constructed and I don't know they felt like a bulletproof team before and now they feel even more bulletproof like the rotation well, it was pretty choppy by the end of the season due to due to injuries and, and suspensions with the whole thing with Julio Urias but then they add Tyler Glass now today who is another guy who can be a top of the rotation pitcher Otani will probably get back there if not this year then then by the end of you know 2025 and yeah you just look at them and I think it kind of makes it even more important and makes it even more of a big deal that the Phillies try to capitalize on whatever window they have now and go all in for the next two, three years because the Dodgers aren't going anywhere. Like you're not out, you know, you're not going to outlast this team. You're not going to wait them out and say, well, you know, come 2027, we'll be fine. We'll be okay. All their stars will be gone. And and then we can really take over. It's not going to happen. And this team is clearly built to win in the postseason. They're clearly built to win short postseason series and, and something they've had a lot of success with. But yeah, if I'm Dave Dombrowski, I, I look at what's going on and I'm calling John Middleton saying, Hey, we have to get better. Cause right now, I mean, you're kind of just running it back with the same guys. Like you haven't improved anything and I'm sure they'll improve the bench or, or the bullpen at some point through the rest of the, the, the off season. But I look at this team and how they lost in the postseason each of the last two years. And we could talk about the pitching and Aaron Nola falling apart in 2022 or, or him and, and Ranger not pitching that well or Kimbrell losing two games against Arizona. But I still believe they lost in the postseason the last two years because of the offense, right? Because the offense got no hit and shut down in the last three games of the World Series against Houston because the offense kind of went dormant in Arizona and never really got things back together when they got back home in game six and seven. And so far, they're running it back with the same lineup. And maybe a full 162 of Harper, maybe Turner takes a, another step forward. But, I mean, right now, I think this team, the the issues that have plagued them the last two years in the postseason, they're still going to be there because it's the same lineup, one through nine. It is. And and they're right now, that I don't think they have a real plan to change that. And I think that's a mistake. They need to get better. Whether it's Yamamoto, who I, I just think would be an awesome Philly signing. It'd be so cool to have him here. Josh Hader, if he's still available down the line, and they say, hey, why don't we just approve our bullpen one of the best closers of the last decade? Or it's the Mike Trout trade, which, I, again, I still don't believe is dead in the water because the teams changed their mind. I mean, I remember when A-Rod left the Rangers. That wasn't supposed to happen. Then it happened. Things change. And as the Phillies wake up today, 
They are significantly worse over 162 than the Braves. Just, I'm, I'm sure when the odds come out, they will not be close to the favorite to win that division, this division. And they're not in the same class as the Dodgers. I, we can't just rely on postseason magic to get them there. They need more. And hopefully Otani deal, fallout, contract opens everyone's eyes with the Phillies say, we've got to get a little bit better. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We'll have NFL picks in your feed coming up tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good one.